Hey there DC fans, this is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find you got books collectibles uh pop-up greeting cards they have all kinds of amazing items and right now you can get 35 percent off site-wide by using the code dc news 35 that's dc n-e-w-s 35 dc news 35 use that code and receive 35 percent off site-wide at insighteditions.com What's up, guys? This is DC Comics News Podcast, episode 113. I am Kelly Gaines, and I am here today with the absolutely wonderful Geekopedia Batman himself, Steve J. Ray. Why, thank you, Wonder Woman. It's always a joy to be here. Oh, <laughs> God, I want that nickname to be my eternal nickname. But <laughs> even if we only use it in the show, that's fine. And we have a ton of really cool news today i am excited about i would say a vast majority of this and we'll get to the things i'm super excited about in a little bit but starting off already a good thing the animated batman the long halloween movie is coming out officially on digital and blu-ray on june 22nd um and i also saw that jensen ackles is playing bruce wayne which i have my own reasons for being very very much into that but steve what did you think I'm so happy about the whole cast thing, everything about it. The tragic story of Naira Rivera, notwithstanding, at least she uh, managed to get this this role finished and recorded so we can hear her voice one last time. But Jensen Ackles as Batman, hey, if you're a fan of Supernatural, which I have been for all 15 seasons, the amount of times in that show he's wanted to be Batman and said, I'm Batman, now he finally is after being Jason Todd. <laughs> awesome, awesome awesome i love it but and this is a fairly big but this is a um really sort of like mixer mix a lot size but here um <laughs> that trailer i am not feeling the animation style and i'm already sensing lots of little add-ins which i don't remember from that story and long halloween is one of my all-time favorites i read it every couple of years i must have read it like 10 times now and I'm a little concerned about the trailer, but but hey, Kelly, please save me and say I'm wrong. Say I'm wrong, Kelly. <laughs> well, all right. So I, I can never say that you're wrong, Steve, because I have yet to see you be be actually wrong. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I did have some reservations about the art style. It looks it, it looks a little different and almost kind of. I, I don't know if slower is the word, but it it looks different than I would have expected. Um, and I, yeah, I see, I have a huge issue with some of the add-ins that we get in these animated movies and have since the killing joke, because I'm never oh, going to yes. stop ranting about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me neither. I, I'm with you. I will be furious for the rest of my life because it just, 
there's stuff that you don't have to put in. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, mostly because, like you said, Jensen Ackles, supernatural. I mean, he's wanted to be Batman since I was in eighth grade. Ever. Like the... the longest running I'm Batman without actually being Batman joke yep. I think I've ever seen. Yep. And he's they, he should have been Batman. I mean, he he looks the part. He sounds the part. His voice sounds I amazing. I wanted him to be the CW Batman. And I've said it on countless reviews oh. and stuff over the years. I wanted that for so long. Either him oh, or David Gutoli, one of the one of those guys. But never too late. It can still happen. I would that would make my life and it would actually probably get me to, you know, tune into to the CW a little bit more than I already do. But yeah, yeah. I I mean, he is a perfect perfect casting choice. Um and like you said, Naya Rivera, this is I think yeah. they said her actual last role before she passed, so mm-hmm. that is an honor in and of itself to, you know, to have this. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. It's it's kind of touch and go, you know, there's sometimes they knock it out of the park with these animated movies. And sometimes Batgirl hooks up with Batman on a roof and everyone's oh, uncomfortable. Dear Lord. <laughs> why? God, why? I mean, I think they've only gone wrong twice. I think this, the uh, hush and uh, killing joke were the only two they got wrong. In my opinion, everything yeah. else I've really liked. So, Oh, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's let's be positive. Let's be Seth this week, you and I. Let's yes. put our uh, put on our S shields and be hopeful. <laughs> For Seth. <laughs> For Seth. For sooth. Oh, oh yeah. Dear, so I, I mean, we're we're gonna be hopeful, yes. and you know, just maybe everyone keep their shirts on and and don't. But okay. Anyway, <laughs> yes. another piece of really exciting news: Dwayne Johnson has officially oh, marked the start yes. of Black Adam filming. Which I feel like I feel like we've been waiting for forever, but that man has been waiting for forever. What do you think, Steve? Oh, do you know what? It's been over a decade, but I don't care because this man's enthusiasm for this project has never waned one iota. It's just awesome to see and that whole giant billboard taking over Times Square his whole workout routine I mean did you see the recent pictures he's posted on social media his thighs are literally like (laughs) redwoods now my god that man could kick down the Empire State Building it's it's (laughs) unbelievable so um you know how I feel about the character I mean I don't know if you've managed to uh start reading 52 yet because i know that seth and i do bang on about that series but that's going to prove mighty important in, in a couple of other stories uh, later this evening kelly so uh yeah i i'm really happy Dwayne johnson you are the rock that this film will be built around you are the pillar of hope and shazam baby i cannot <laughs> wait for this one really can't what about you kelly Oh, absolutely. Same. I mean, he is, like you said, the enthusiasm. He's just so pumped about this role. And I I mean, it it must take a lot from 2007 up through 2021 to just not let this go. You know, like a a dog with a bone that they are desperately going to hang on to. And thank God that he did. And thank God for his massive tree trunk limbs, because it's it just it lends itself to the character. (laughs) It lends itself to the character, and he just, like, 
he's the rock. I mean, there's no better way to to say it. He's just the rock. And thank thank God and and every other benevolent thing that has ever existed for him. Hey, hey. <laughs> but and so we also have um a new casting announcement about Black Adam. So James, oh, oh boy, I'm gonna mess this up. But James Casati Moyer, I did not is cast in a mystery role. So what do you think? Oh, I know who I'm hoping he is. But again, this, um, as I foresaw with my awesome powers of foreseeing, um, blimey, that was so bad. Uh, I I, I saw this one coming. <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm really praying that he plays Osiris, um, who is Isis's uh, brother, who Black Adam bestows and shares the power of of shazam with um to help a crippled boy um become a hero because he looks the part he looks like a, a young um egyptian god and and if that's the case if they do start to i mean the whole fact that we remember we spoke a few weeks back that they were using the new that the, the actual 52 series as reference that that's what they were reading if that's the case and he has been cast as osiris again smiling joker-like grin here people Please make my wishes come true. I mean, how do you see it? I would. That actually makes a lot of sense because I I hadn't guessed. I hadn't decided on a role. I more of was like, you know, I recognize his face, and he he definitely looks like he can be an Egyptian prince or god or yeah. So Osiris would be perfect for him. And I'm not as familiar with Fifty Two as you guys are. I think I've read bits and pieces, and we're talking read bits and pieces over like the past five years so it's it's loosely strung together but it is on my never-ending list so hopefully I mean yeah that, I I don't think I can I, I don't think I can think of a character that would fit quite as well so yeah I mean let's hope for that and actually that goes right into our next story um there is another person cast in a key role Mr. Bodhi Sabangui and he is 13, and he's been cast in a key role, but they haven't really specified what. So what do you think? Again, he's either the young Osiris or possibly a young Tef Adam, Black Adam himself, um, as we see him meet the wizard Shazam and be granted the powers in much the same way that Billy Batson was in the first Shazam movie. I mean, again, he could pass for a young um, Dwayne Johnson or he could pass for a young James Gazzati Moya. So either way, um, we're going to see a whole wealth of history of these characters, plus the fact, and this is one we're all excited about, JSA people, live action, on the big screen. This movie has been 10 years plus in the making, but I think it's going to be worth every second. Absolutely. What do you make of it? Yeah, I was thinking probably young Black Adam. Um yeah, that, I, but it could be either. Although I'm thinking because they said specifically key role. I, I feel like that hints more at, you know, a, a possible Black Adam. But absolutely. Yeah, I which I would be so excited to announce to the world if I were him. I would be I, I would want to be screaming like I'm Black Adam. But I, I guess you can't really <laughs> can't do that yet. But yeah, I I think that fits. It's right around the right age group. And he he does look like he could play. A younger version of either but i'm i'm banking on black adam yeah. i'll put that bet out i'll agree with you <laughs> so and I, I think this might be one of my f- 
favorite stories that we have today. <laughs> um, it might be. <laughs> so the the Suicide Squad director has given us a beautiful nugget of information that to to really get comfortable in his uh, his peacemaker costume to really test it out the way that you know a, a professional would. John Cena borrowed it to test out taking a nap in it. Um, Steve, I, I, I feel like I know what you think, but <laughs> go on. Seth, if you're listening, John Cena would make you proud. I mean, Seth is our own king of uh, taking a nap. So um, I wonder if Seth's got his Peacemaker costume stashed away somewhere that he takes his nap in. Because with that helmet, you can literally lie down anywhere. And if it's nice and padded on the inside, that's it. Built-in pillar straight away. Awesome. But I was sure we were on the same show a few weeks back where we talked about his appearance, his appearances on chat shows and stuff, dressed in yes. full peacemaker <laughs> costume. So it's like, oh, wow. You know, this is a grown man. But honestly, sometimes when, when I listen to John Cena and his interviews, it seems like he, like much like myself, is a man who will never grow up. And that whole thing... <laughs> taking the costume everywhere he goes appearing on chat shows seeing what it's like to nap in oh wow fantastic it is just absolutely makes me smile and it's by the sounds of it you feel the same way oh 100 percent. and i i i love this this kind of spirit because it's close to you know, what we see with um, Dwayne Johnson and his enthusiasm for Black Adam, although I, I almost think John Cena is taking it a step further. Like he hasn't held on for well over a decade or not a decade, but still no over a decade. I don't know. But <laughs> he hasn't held on for quite as long, but he's really coming at it with this ridiculously fun enthusiasm. I mean, the the appearances on talk shows in the costume was delightful to watch and i love that the people on the talk show mm. seemed to not know that that was going to be happening <laughs> that he, he seems to have taken that initiative on himself which i i think i love even more and it kind yep. of reminds me of like when i when i was a little kid and i would get a halloween costume i would the day we got it demand to like wear it around everywhere and my it would drive my parents nuts because they'd be like, you're going to rip it hey, or stain it break or it break in, it. Right? No, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Sure I was, exactly. I was a, a the pink Power Ranger in the ninja costume one year, and I just chewed the heck out of the little mouth covering piece in the week before <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> and there were holes in it, but I was so excited because I was like, Mom, I'm a ninja wow. now and I'm a pink ninja. And it, it just... That's what I feel like he's doing. He's giving that same sort of just it, it makes me feel like we're all excited little kids in the best possible way. <laughs> and I, I think that costume might be fun to nap in. I don't know. Yeah, and definitely. I, I kind of do wonder if, if that's a thing that he's going to be doing in the movie or if, you know, we'll see. <laughs> We will I think find it's definitely out. a Cena thing, not a peacemaker thing, because <laughs> in the interview, in the article, he says things like, oh, it's super comfy cotton and this, that, and the other. I'm thinking, John Cena, you're a big dude, you're built like a truck, and you're talking about nice, comfy cotton costumes <laughs> and napping in it, and it's just hilarious. It's just so funny. I, I just love it. It just gets wonder, me more and more excited kids? for the film and the show. <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, I, I'm so excited for this movie. And again, that luckily ties us right into our next piece of news. James Gunn has revealed a look at the Suicide Squad poker chips that are going to be coming out as a, a promotional um, goodie for the movies. So what do you think? 
hey, when the chips are down, they say, well, it seems like with all the stuff that's coming out for this movie, that's never going to happen. The poster, the two trailers, Starro, what the... Listen, um, as much as people may have been disappointed in what version we got of the first Suicide Squad movie, James Gunn and everyone involved in this film is coming out all guns blazing, quite literally. Um I cannot wait poker chips. Where can we get those? And will people on my side of the universe be able to get their hands on them? I mean, the whole thing with with some of the cast members putting them on their eyes like they're going across the River Styx to Hades, <laughs> paying the ferryman's toll and stuff. It's just brilliant. I mean, every little silly thing that James Gunn and the cast are doing for this film is just making me more and more excited to see it. So, yeah, fantastic. Are you a betting woman, Kelly? What do you think of the poker chips? I'm See, I am not. I've gone to a casino exactly once, and I was doing so badly at figuring out what to do that the lady got annoyed enough that she was like, maybe, maybe you should go. So, <laughs> But I will learn to play for these chips for sure. I mean, I, I I love this kind of stuff. And they did the same thing right before Birds of Prey, where it was like, there is Birds of Prey nail polish. And and uh, I, I mean, oh, yeah, I... yeah, and the lipstick right? and stuff, yes. Like they had makeup, and I should have bought some of it, and I, I just figured it would be available longer. And now I'm like, well, I should have known that it wouldn't be. But in any case, I love these little goodies. They just, they, they get us pumped up for the movie. And how could we not be excited when John Cena has apparently been wearing his Peacemaker costume for the past three months? I mean, this is, that says I have faith in this film more than anything else, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But yes, I and and Steve, if I can acquire them and you have a hard time acquiring them, if if you do know how to play poker, then I, I think I will just end up sending them to you because I... Yeah, I, I'm not a. I'm, I have no poker face. I am about as subtle as a smack in the face. So Kelly, I've been to a casino one time less than you have. So there you go. Okay, well there. All right, good. There we go. <laughs> but you know what? We'll we'll figure out these chips. We'll we'll bet on them. I'm betting on this movie. I I mean, good for them. Good for James Gunn. Yes. Indeed. And so oh. See, I, we're going right from like the highest, highest stories down to one that makes me a little bit sad. Mm, <laughs> um, indeed. Like screenwriter Chris Ter- or Chris Terrio is pissed off, um, you know, and, and he went into depth about why. But Steve, what did you think? Oh, well, we've all been saying it, haven't we? One of my almost taglines, one thing I'm known about is let the storytellers tell their stories. And I can totally sympathize with him. We're writers, Kelly. And if we wrote something and the editor or the publisher or whoever published something with our name on it that clearly wasn't what we'd written, what we'd put our efforts and work into, would we not be as angry about it as he was? And I said it from day one as well. The film we got in 2017 Whatever it said in the credits was not a Zack Snyder movie. And clearly it was not a Chris Terrio script. And because um, of what little Joss actually shot, though most of it was awful, um, he couldn't be credited with a co-director's role. He was credited as co-writer. And and, um, wow. I mean, 
let, let's be real here. Some of the shoehorned humour from the theatrical cut, where they were trying to make this more of a popcorn, bubblegum, Marvel-style movie and totally stole the heart of the whole film by removing Flash's story and removing Cyborg's story. Um, Chris Terrio, I salute you. I am so unbelievably surprised that you've managed to stay this quiet this long ray fish has been saying things for for years and obviously now it's all coming out that everything he's saying was true now gal gadot seems to have been uh rumored saying that her relationship with joss whedon was very strained also so um when you write something and now having seen the snyder cut which you and i will talk about afterwards because we haven't had a chance to talk about that as yet um i totally sympathize with him and i agree with him 100 percent. i mean how do you feel about the whole thing i for sure sympathize with him and actually there a while back i i wrote for a company that i don't write for anymore because i handed in an article and they cut out I guess to to get it closer to the word count they wanted, they cut out like the middle of some of my paragraphs. So I read it and I was what? like, this doesn't make any sense. And this isn't what I wrote. Like it's, I, and I never did an article for them again because I was just furious and floored. And Absolutely. to this day, like I I won't even name what I was writing about because hopefully no one ever finds it. But yeah, it's I I totally totally feel that frustration. And you could I, I mean everything that he said in um in that interview. You can tell that it, it just there was time shaved off that shouldn't have been off. There were, um, you know, interactions between the characters and pieces of character development that we didn't get to see. And it just I, I don't I, I don't know what the studio or the, you know, the big wigs up top thought that they were doing. Like it does. I, I don't know how you say we're going to put a movie out, but cut out the story that just doesn't it, it doesn't fly. and. I mean, he he wrote Argo. Argo is a great, great movie. So I, I just don't. It it just it blows my mind. And actually, even uh, and I won't go into the Snyder cut too too much. But I that was one of the things that I still sort of had an issue with watching it is just some of the some of the writing just still wasn't there for me in the sense there's uh there's the the scene where. Wonder Woman is protecting all, you know, the the little schoolgirls from the gunmen. And there's a really great moment where she and this one little girl like make eye contact and you can just tell it's such an emotional moment. And then the the girl's like says the line, uh, oh, so I can be just like you. And I'm like, ah, we we got it. We saw it. It was in the look. You don't have to hand us that. So it's but then things like that, it just at this point, I don't think we can really tell exactly what you know all of the original plans would have been because they're still stitching things together at this point and I mean I just don't think it's a a reflection of this screenwriter I think that he is clearly a very talented writer and yeah I mean I'm just gonna pin anything that I still see as a mistake on the studio at this point (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely yeah I mean that's it at least we got the Snyder cut at least we got some you know, clarification because it's people put their lives into this kind of thing and it's not okay to, you know, take the plot that they made and be like, okay, that's great. We're just gonna, but you know what? That's fine. We're going to move on to some happy news. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 has been um, nominated or has received um, an SAG award for stunt ensemble in a motion picture. What'd you think, Steve? 
that that whole scene at the beginning of the film is fantastic seeing young diana learn that winning isn't everything particularly when you haven't run the won the right way and seeing all the amazons in action seeing paradise island in all its glory the set pieces the horse riding the javelin throws the acrobatics it was just awesome so hey well deserved that that needed to be won by that film it's a fantastic scene and i know that it hasn't received a lot of love but i really liked wonder woman 84 um i i I really enjoyed the film my whole family has so brilliant um let wonder woman reign and let her win every award possible because she is the greatest that's just my opinion what do you think Oh, I lo- I loved 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 that scene the the whole beginning portion of that movie. I I love anything that takes place on on Themyscira. I love the just I every time I watch a Wonder Woman movie, I find that I, I actually work out in the week afterwards because in my head I'm like they can jump things on horses. I can for sure take a walk down my street. It's I I just I love the way it, it's just so inspiring and cool looking and and. Um, that that whole kind of sequence of events where we're seeing Diana with kind of, you know, her her eyes on the prize. She knows what she wants. She's going to fight her hardest to get there. And it is a huge step in maturity to find out that, OK, it's not enough to know what you want. You have to also think about how you're getting there and whether or not that's the right thing to do. Um, and I, I did really love that setup. And I liked Wonder Woman 1984. There were... I I wouldn't say that I loved it as much as the first one, but I mean, personally, that scene of her learning to fly is I I must have replayed that like 10 times because I was like, that is the best way I've ever seen that described. It's so good. So well done and emotional. I'm pretty sure I cried the first time I saw it. So (laughs) it's I I do have love for this movie. Um, And you guys know how much I adore Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, good for them. And yes, just rack, rack up all the awards you can get because that that movie, that entire production, the effort, the design deserves it. Absolutely. So that's going to wrap up our movie news. We are going to take a quick ad break and we will be right back after the break with some TV and comic book news. Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien... Everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNews35. That's DCNEWS35. DCNews35. Use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at InsightEditions.com. This is Seth Singleton from DC Comics News, here to tell you about the Spinner Rack. Each and every week, DC Comics publishes so many great books, it can be hard to decide where to invest your time and money. And that's where the Spinner Rack comes in. 
The Spinner Rack is my honest attempt to rate, review, score the top five books from DC Comics each and every week. How can you listen? It's easy. All you have to do is go to your favorite platform, subscribe to DC Comics News Podcasts, and wait for the new episode to load up. Join me each and every week as I sift through the best from DC Comics and pick my top five books. Can't wait to share them with you and to hear your scores when you share them with us right here on the DC Comics News Podcast. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First, there was the DC Comics News podcast. Then came the Spitter Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the Knight. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the Knight. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton. And I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making Bat Shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Ogre. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not f*** bat. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f*** with Lois Lane. For f***'s sake. I'm a damn good cop. A lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe. 
We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth joke. Here's hoping. We're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you cuff. want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's, that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't want God damn it. Look, all right. We're back gonna... to Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un- unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's season, whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. <laughs> Available exclusively on YouTube. Hello, everybody. We are back with episode 113 of the DC Comics News podcast. And we are just about to jump into some TV news starting with the story that Thomas Lennon is teasing his return to Supergirl as a very, very fan-favorited character whose name I have literally never pronounced correctly, except to say Mr. Mix, I believe. Not sure. Steve, please correct me. (laughs) Um, It it depends on accents and where you come from as well. The most common pronunciation is Mr. Mix is Pitalik. Um, um, I've also heard mixes to pulk, but hey, you know, it's a <laughs> it very strange word. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But hey, to get him to return to his home dimension, he has to say that name backwards. So Kulput Zixum is also a strange word to say. So just call him Mr. Mix or Mixie. Um, what yeah. they call him Mixie for short, don't they? But uh, <laughs> I, I love the character. He was great in his uh, appearances on Supergirl up until now. Thomas Lennon is a favourite of mine. I think he's a great character actor he totally reinvented leo gets for the lethal weapon tv show as well so fantastic if he's coming back i'll be watching because he's a funny guy he's a great character actor i mean sometimes he just pulls a face and i crease up he's one of those actors that sometimes he just does something and i just laugh the other one is alan tudyk and i've been just dying watching him on resident aliens so thomas lennon your magic and I pass the mic to Kelly. <laughs> I So Supergirl is one of the shows that I am not at all caught up with. So I don't have a ton of feedback on how he's been previously. But I, I mean, a fan favorite is a fan favorite. And I, I think that especially with long running shows and, and CW shows, you can tell who really did a good job with the character by who they bring back if they weren't a long running character. Um and yeah, I mean, he and I've seen him in the comics a thousand times. And that's the thing is it, it when I'm reading the comic, I'm like, all right, I can kind of just say blah, 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 and it's fine. It's I, I can move on to the next line. So. I think that's actually the correct pronunciation. 
So, I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm happy to see him and I, someday I'll be caught up on Supergirl, Steve, someday. Now, I, I mean, I'm good with Titans. I'm good with Doom Patrol. I'll get there. I'm, I haven't gotten to CW that, that much yet, but I'll get there. So, and actually, so our, our next, our next story is probably the thing that is going to get me watching the CW a little bit more religiously. Um, Ava DuVernay has shared a first look at DC's Naomi pilot. What did you think? Well, first of all, because I wasn't with you guys last week or with um, Brad and I think Seth who were on last week. Um, and and I couldn't express my rage at Warner Brothers at cancelling the New Gods movie. Yes. That's <laughs> really boiled my blood. So I will say, well, at least we're still getting Ava DuVernay's Naomi. That's one plus. Um, I love the Naomi season one. I love Naomi in Young Justice. I'm really enjoying, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Naomi in Brian Bendis's Justice League. So maybe he can redeem his hit and miss Superman run. I don't know if our dear friend uh, Mr. Matt Lloyd would agree with. Unlikely. (laughs) Very (laughs) unlikely. But um, yeah, um, Naomi's a character I like. Uh, She's different. She's fresh. She's young. She's energetic. She's a good fit for an all new Justice League. And yeah, if they do it right and with a talent like Ava DuVernay behind it, I don't see how they can't. This is going to be a show I'll definitely be watching. Um, this show and Stargirl will probably be my highlights of the CW. But having said that, I have really been enjoying Superman and Lois as well. But hey, um, keep churning out the good DC stuff, people, and we will keep watching. What did you make of it, Kelly? I well, first, let me echo you by saying that I genuinely yelled when I saw that um, that New Gods isn't happening because I have been excited and ready for that movie for, what, two years now? And yep. I mean, I just of all the things to cut, not that I can think of anything they Ooh. should cut, but come on. I mean, I wanted to see Barda on the big screen. Right. And, uh, where is she? I don't yep. know. I, I just. It, it, yep. Devastating news. In Your separated at birth twin needs to be on film. Absolutely. Exactly. I, I'm i I'm still mad. And I wish I had been on last week to talk about it because I, I would have had my immediate in the moment reaction things to say. I've calmed down a little bit, but at well, least. I haven't. <laughs> I did some top level Mad Love Harley Quinn cast style swearing when I saw that article. Believe you me. <laughs> we just have to have you on after dark and you can say everything that you want to say <laughs> oh well listen as that show doesn't get bleeped so nope <laughs> <laughs> color me excited ah oh, but i much like you they're they're keeping ava duvernay in the picture and that mm-hmm. is it, to me that is a huge thing because i part of my excitement was I love her. I love her work. And she's being, you know, brought into the fold of big DC talent, sort of. And I mean, so we're keeping her and we're getting Naomi. And I I am really, really excited to see that show. I have read, I believe. Oh, yes. Yeah. All of season one of Naomi um, and, and seen other little appearances by her here and there. And she is a fantastic character. I am. Very interested to see how this, how her universe folds into the CW universe or, um, you know, if we're going to see some crazy crossovers and whatnot, which is probably putting the cart ahead of the horse. 
but I have no reservations about whether or not this will be a good show. It's, you know, Ava DuVernay. It's going to be great. It's just not going to be Barda, and that's, like, whatever. But, I mean... I'm with you. See, we're we're hive mind on the same page. But, yeah, I I am excited for this show. Um, And Miss DuVernay just... Please keep doing all the DC stuff possible, but and 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 maybe just maybe do New Gods, maybe just put it back on the list. I don't do know. It. I, I, <laughs> do it. Just just please. I'm so sad. Don't let me have the boom tube over there. <laughs> I want one of those, by the way. That would that would change my life. That would change that would change everything. Boom, <laughs> baby. So, I mean, yes, that that is some happy news, but we mix a little bit of sad news in with it. But we have some other happy news that uh, Titans actor Corinne Walters, and he plays Jason Todd, has shared a picture for season three of Titans. Steve, what do you think? Are you or did it did it get the the excitement going or? Hey, listen, if ever I see a sign saying welcome to Gotham, it's going <laughs> to get my excitement levels growing. You bet it did. I mean, Curran's one of the actors who's constantly whenever a new season approaches throwing up little tidbits little behind the scenes little glimpses at parts of costumes and stuff he's one of those guys who clearly is loving his job and wants the fans to be invested in it too how can you not be excited you got some people saying oh is that it it's a street sign it says gotham people come on <laughs> what are you thinking it says gotham Please. Or maybe just not everyone's as much of a Batman nerd as I am. Nah, that can't be it. (laughs) (laughs) What did you make of it, Kelly? No, exactly the same. People should be excited. There is a water tower that I passed that says Gotham on it. And I don't know why, but it's a black water tower. And I'm always like, that's so cool. It's Gotham. But it's not. (laughs) (laughs) That That is Batman's Philadelphia home base, I assume. Um, but yeah, I, I love Titans so far. I'm excited for season three and a sign that says Gotham. I mean, what, what do you want people? What, what else do you, I, what else Why? do you want? <laughs> it, it's, it's a glimpse. It's a picture. It's a glimmer. It's, you know, it's happening. I'm like Barta and I'm sad about that, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm excited for Titan, Titan season three. And luckily, I, I've been very good at keeping up with that show. Because that's, that's one of those shows where I'll let a few episodes go and then have a night where I sit and watch it. And I have to, like, sit and watch it by myself because I get so intense about everything. So I'm like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, it, no one enjoys watching anything with me when I'm just constantly being like, oh, that's this person from this book I have over here. And I have to pause it. And then, like, and, and then they'll, you know, sneeze. I'm and not be the like, only oh. one who does that. Yay! <laughs> not at all. I... I think I drive everybody in my life crazy, but, (laughs) and I just, I, I am so excited for season three. I'm happy that, you know, it doesn't seem like we're getting too huge of an interruption as far as the um, DC universe shows on HBO max. It seems like they've been doing well. So yeah, I mean, bring on season three, bring on Gotham and, you know, be happy about that sign guys. It's, it's something. And that's always better than no Barda. Yeah, so. <laughs> absolutely. Seconded. I, I'll third myself because no bar. All right, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. That was the last episode. 
Um, so the Suicide Squad Peacemaker spinoff has added the Jessica Jones director, Rosemary Rodriguez. What did you think, Steve? Great news. Absolutely great news. Because it seems like, again, this show is going to be tinged with darkness and violence, but a little bit of humour. And this lady is a terrific director. I'm, I'm a fan of the Jessica Jones shows. But um, I'm looking back at the box sets and stuff. Some of my favourite episodes have been the ones she's directed. So, yeah, this is great news. And again, another fantastic, talented female creator behind the camera on a series that everyone's getting more and more excited about, even if it's just because the main star wants to take the costume with him wherever he goes. So, yeah, I'm invested. Um, I'm counting down the days to see the Suicide Squad movie and I'm counting down the days to see the Peacemaker TV show. And when you add talents like this behind the scenes, Hey, it's only going to ramp up the excitement levels, I think. What did you make of it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, first of all, the peace, Peacemaker's just become the, the kind of standout character for me, which is in the last Suicide Squad, I was excited to see Harley Quinn on screen. And I still am. I mean, God bless Margot Robbie, but peacemakers pulled ahead and i am so 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 glad that you know not only is he getting this spinoff but i loved jessica jones i mean that that show came out when i guess i was going through a phase but i was like i i relate to this angry angry leather wearing woman so hard (laughs) and and i just it was such a a well done show in the sense that you know like you said it, it there's that darkness and and I mean, real darkness. And also, David Tennant, I adore him too, but that was the only time I think I've ever seen him yeah, scare me. That I, I villain was, to me, honestly, that's one of the scariest TV villains ever. No yes. no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I, and, I mean, just watching him, it's like, I love you. You're Doctor Who. Why are you doing this to this poor woman? That's not fair, but... I look more power to him and more power to Rosemary Rodriguez because it's she has the experience of making really solid, well-grounded superhero television. And I feel like Peacemaker is going to need to kind of straddle that line between what's dark, what's funny and what you can take a nap in. And I I think they're going to do it. (laughs) I have full, full confidence in them. Oh, God, I really want to take a nap in a Peacemaker costume, though. Like, I feel like it's like one of those rare spa treatments. I don't know. Not a pink Power Ranger (laughs) costume, then. Okay. Well, I I grew out of that maybe 20 years ago. (laughs) Taking a nap in a Batman costume. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. I'll work on that one. You know, it... mm, As long as I don't have to hang upside down to take the nap, then I'll try (laughs) to work it out. (laughs) I heard that's great for your circulation. Um, yeah, well. So, <laughs> our our next piece of news, um, Legends of Tomorrow has set out to save Sarah from the aliens in their first look at the season six promo. Um, you you are much more familiar with this show, I believe, than I am. So, Steve, what did you think? Oh, this show's bonkers. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I mean, when the last season ended and it was done in intentionally, but it was done in the cheesiest way. It was like the whole 
actually, you're probably far too young to remember when um, Fallon from Dynasty or, or Dynasty, whatever you call it over there, was was kidnapped by aliens in the soap, and that's when that show really jumped the shark. It yeah, was so that kind of style. It was like proper ridiculous, and I just can't wait to see where that leads because that show, honestly, it's like a, a family-friendly Doom Patrol in its zaniness. So sign me up, show me the aliens, let's go rescue Sarah. I'm going to be watching no matter what. And it's only a couple of weeks now, beginning of May. I'm there. Get out the puppets, get out the unicorns. I'm going to be <laughs> watching. Uh, Bebo! That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> Ellie. Oh, gosh. See, this this show is one that every single time I hear anyone talk about it, with the exception of my After Dark co-host, it just sounds so fun and amazing. And I desperately, desperately need to watch this because, I mean, it's like I've heard there was some time traveling or genre hopping and, and now there is someone kidnapped by aliens. I mean, this just this sounds like classic comic book goodness. And I need to hop on this train. It's but, the Silver Age come to life, Kelly. It really oh, is. I love it. I, I love anything zany and wacky and just ridiculous. Is That's my cup of tea, honestly. I Yeah, so I, I watched the promo. Didn't spoil anything for me because I'm still not sure what's going on. But I promise you guys, I will be caught up with this. I don't know. You should give me a deadline, Steve. <laughs> I'm good May with 5th. deadlines. I'm not good. May 5th. Oh. Okay, good. That's like a month. I could do that, actually. <laughs> That's when the next season starts. And your oh, time well, starts now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. May 5th, guys. I'm making that promise here on air. So there we go. <laughs> so Our next story, Bart Allen is coming to the CW's Flash. He's going to be played by Jordan Fisher. Um, and yeah, so he is Impulse. And I've seriously gotten the vibe that we've had a lot of time travely, timey wimey mumbo jumbo going on here, but it still sounds awesome. So Steve, fill me in a little bit. Oh, you could not have put that any better, even if you were in a little blue box that could travel through time yourself. That's <laughs> perfectly described because poor old Nora, Barry and Iris's daughter from a possible future no longer exists. So now they have a son instead. And, you know, this whole series with time travel and changing history and crises on Infinite Earths and all those shenanigans. Great. We're getting Impulse. Yes, he's their son now rather than their grandson. But I can live with it because, again, Impulse is one of those characters who during the 90s was like one of the things I read comics for because he had all the powers of the Flash but he had none of the common sense or sense of responsibility. And it was a joy to see a kid with that level of power, just having fun with it, just enjoying himself and growing. I mean, by the time he grew up and he actually became the flash himself for a while, character development, Kelly, as a writer, you and I love character development. So if they can bring this character in and do something great with him, Brilliant. I am all in. Impulse was well named and let's see how he appears on the show he was born to be in. Can't wait. What did you think of it? I mean, so I have seen good chunks of The Flash and every time we talk about a a part that I am not 
caught up to or I don't really remember and I read into it, I'm like, okay, so wait, so this person is from that timeline, but they wanted to do something in that timeline. So now they don't exist anymore. So now that exists. But I love this. Like it's, I, I, I think it's the type of show where they do so much with so many characters or, you know, kind of branch offs of characters that we're familiar with and love that it keeps pace. It makes sense. It's not as crazy as I, I'm looking at it as tiny wimey stuff. But once I catch up to this part, then yeah, I, I assume that I'm going to be like, Ab- absolutely. I'm excited to see impulse. I do love him as a character. Um, I've seen several books, several comics that he's been in. And you're absolutely right. I mean, just kind of that that energy and not necessarily, I wouldn't say out and out irresponsibility, but irresponsibility. I mean, and, and I think that will play really well in the TV show. I think that'll be fun. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I, I would be devastated if I went back in time and erased my own birth. And, you know, and, and sometimes your son's your grandson and or your grandson's your son. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is comics. I get it. I love it. I'm into it. <laughs> so speaking of comics, our, our next section of news is our comic book news, starting with something that makes me insanely jealous, although I never would have had the chance to have my hands on this book anyway. Um, Superman's first appearance in Action Comics number one from the 1930s has recently sold for $3.25 million. Uh, Steve, how do you feel? Well, gel. That's the only thing I can <laughs> say. Um, the last time I felt this green with envy was again a couple of months back when um, the good find of Detective Comics 27 in, in uh, near mint condition or something was sold for 2.7 or something and that broke the record. But if anyone's going to beat Detective 27, it's the book that's a year older and it's Action Comics number one. And oh, could you imagine? Oh, wow. Oh, my um, gosh. I, I, it's just like it's it's only something a comic book fan can really get excited about because other people say, well, listen, um, three million. Wouldn't you rather buy a house or or, or, or a whole valley of houses no. rather than one comic <laughs> book? Well, no. That's the first appearance of Superman. <laughs> what, what, what I mean, okay, a house and 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 a jet and hmm. Well, okay, I, maybe. Nah, give me Action Comics number one. <laughs> so, exactly. Oh dear. I mean, even if you can't well, imagine I, having the comic, imagine having enough money to buy the comic. That itself is also well worth imagining. I think. Yeah. That. <laughs> so that that's the part that I'm like, uh, if only. But I mean, I if I had that kind of money. I would absolutely, I mean, this is not just, this is no ordinary comic book. This is a Uh genuine piece of history. This is like, you know, the, the original, original Mm -hmm. superhero comic book in a Mm -hmm. sense. And the first, who, who wouldn't want to own that in, in another 50 years, that's going to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm floored by how much I both want the book and the money, which isn't how sales work, but nope. If I was going to do a heist, <laughs> there's my heist. We both would have failed our business um, degrees, wouldn't we? Definitely, yeah. 100%. That's, I would be the person raising their hand going, so how do I keep both? The How do I keep both? Just, I want all of it. But, I, you know, 
it's fine. I don't have $3.25 million and I don't have Action Comics number one, but I, I have friends like you, Steve. And that's the important part. Yeah. That's what counts. Well, what we need to do, you and I, is finally invent the time machine. Invest in Apple before they're a thing. <laughs> then come back to the present and with the money we've earned from that, buy all the comics. <laughs> that's the way forward, I think. I wasn't there a movie where someone tried something like that and it went horribly wrong. I mean, <laughs> like yes. I, you know what? But let's try it though, because what would comics be without some fun time travel? So, yeah, I would time travel and. If we do and we mess it up, it's not like any of you guys will know, which is fine. Just we'll know. Whatever you do, don't save Nora Allen because that'll <laughs> create a whole Flashpoint universe and we'll all be screwed. But apart from that, anything's fair game. Exactly. That's it. Stay away from that. And I, I think, was it Supernatural or Doctor Who? One of them made the point of saying don't save the Titanic. But oh, either yeah, way. That one. Yes. And, yep. uh, and yes. don't step on a butterfly in prehistoric times. So Butterfly, don't know why, Titanic, but don't and Nora are off limits. Yes. Everyone else is cool. <laughs> so next piece of news, which I my cover wall shall be growing. All 22 covers of Lock and Key, Sandman, um, Hell and Gone crossover are up to be viewed. And what, what did you think, Steve? I mean, I'm sure you adored this. Well, you know how much I love... Sandman and virtually anything by Neil Gaiman so this has got my name written all over it it's only two issues that means it's only 44 covers stop it Steve don't go down that road you're going to a dark dark place cannot do this no just get two issues Steve but I don't want to just get two you'll get two issues Steve (laughs) get two issues Steve Call it even. Get like six. Mm. See, they're, they're, that's fair, isn't it? It's only six yeah. points. It's like a six exactly. issue miniseries, isn't it? It's just If we're going to do that, let's just, just let's get 12. Let's get the round dozen. And then we could just say it's like Watchmen, you know, it's like a maxi series. And no, yes. see, again, the dark place is calling to us, Kelly. <laughs> I must resist. We're negotiating with it. That's the, you know. We're, we're... <laughs> negotiating. That's fantastic. What, what I, I need to do before I do this that. Far. <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, I need to read some Lock and Key because apparently everyone who's read that series is telling me, Steve, you don't read Lock and Key. What the damn hell is wrong with you? You're a comics <laughs> reviewer. You should be reading Lock and Key. But guys, yeah, I have to read about 20 comics because I review them. I don't have that much time to actually read comics and love them anymore. Ah... Uh... Anyway, um, it's Sandman, so I'm going to be buying it. Will I get all 22 covers? Uh, Passing the mic to Kelly. Like, I won't fault you for anything. I've spent money on ridiculous amounts of stuff. There was a time before I was paying rent where this, my whole comic book cover wall was able to happen because every single book I bought for about a year and a half, I bought two or three of. So... Yeah, I mean, this sometimes this is just the way it goes. Sometimes you you need the cover to look at, and then you need the other cover because it's it's even nicer or just as nice. And then you need a second version of the cover to put on your wall, and then you need a third just in case anything happens to the other two. Because there's like your reading copy and you're still yeah, in the bag absolutely. copy. It's look, this is life. This is what happens. Some people, you know, uh, some people gamble. I buy tons and tons of comic books and. At the very least, I, I picked out two that I adore. Oh, they're great, aren't they? 
I there there were so many good ones, and I just I I mean the snow globe cover, which I'm calling it the snow globe yep. cover because yep. that was the note I took. Love that. Yep. Um, love the John Gang cover with that uh, the the skull and the. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's so nice. It's it this so article nice. was the bulk of my whole new reading for tonight's show. <laughs> that I was you looking at all those covers, going, "Oh, I like that one. Oh, but I like that one. Oh, but that one's really good." And that that's how we fall into these traps. Uh, and exactly. people call it insanity. I just call it appreciating art, personally. Exactly. And there, there is there is value in all of this because it becomes increasingly difficult to find an old cover once they're out or once they're out of print or once it's been a few years. So, you know, it's it's either I spend six ninety nine give or take on it now or I spend seventy dollars on it in five years. So in any hey, case, and Kelly, we've spoken about it already. Everyone knows it in 80 years time. That cover you missed will be the one that people pay three point five million dollars for. Exactly. And that it is it is exactly like the time that I almost bought that first printing of Batman the Damned and I didn't. And I'm still mad about that. <laughs> no, you missed out on the Batawang. I Dang. did. I did. And it was I, I had planned to go to the comic book store that day. It was my day off. It was my usual comic book store day. And I was like, eh, you know what? I can go tomorrow. It's fine. Nothing will happen. And then by the time I went, it was like, the world had broken open and the Batwang had I, I don't know a good way to end that sentence, but yeah, so I, I'm probably going to buy a chunk of these covers because they are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And <laughs> so our, our next piece of news. So the Justice League has some big changes and it looks like some truths for Green Arrow and Naomi. Um, and I saw another little little snippet in this article that I'll get into in a second. But Steve, what do you think? Oh, this one's really got me excited because of that whole... Um event leviathan thing from was it last year or was it the year before i mean this whole covid things destroyed my perception of time um, I, I keep saying it's 2020 i don't know what year it is it is <laughs> so and we're now in 2020 yeah well i don't know time um yes. <laughs> I, I was excited for the sequel which never happened but it looks like they're going to be uh bringing that parts of that into this run instead and hey i was looking forward to green arrow because since his title ended we've seen far too little of oliver queen and and black canary we need those guys and the fact that there are plans for two of my favorite characters in the new justice league run has given me hope again for brian bendis um I've loved everything he's done except this Superman. His Batman Universe series was fantastic. All the little one uh, mini stories he's putting in the 80th anniversary specials have been fantastic. And I'm quite enjoying his take on Justice League. I love Naomi. I love this Young Justice. So let's hope that this time, bringing Naomi, bringing uh, Queen Hippolyta into the Justice League, bringing in Green Arrow and Black Canary has got me excited. So, yeah, I'm up for this. Definitely. What about you? I so I, I'm I'm you know Naomi Green Arrow super excited about that but I saw Queen Hippolyta's name and just zoned right into that which I mean you know me you know that that would be the thing that I'm like Queen oh, Hippolyta yes. like <laughs> I am so excited like I it my voice just got a little squeaky there which used to happen when I was in middle school and I was like super pumped about something this is like <laughs> I I am so 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 excited and 
I mean, it's Queen Hippolyta. I know that that wasn't the headline in this article, but that that's my personal headline. Queen Hippolyta in the Justice League. I mean, I, I don't really know what else I could ask for except for Barda to be in a movie. But yeah, yep. <laughs> I am. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, look. Barda aside, this is amazing news. And I I mean, personally, I, you know, I, I have no, no qualms with Bendis in a sense, but I'm not upset yet. I'm not angry. I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. And again, Queen Hippolyta. I, I just, I, I want to know what her costume is going to be. I really want to know what her costume is going to be. It, do, we don't know that yet, do we? Uh, we have kind of seen a costume, but apparently, according to this article, it's not the finished article, and what we do get is going to be pretty cool. And I hope, pray, that the god of all things costume, Mr. Brad <laughs> Fun- Function, Function, I can't even speak, Mr. Brad Fashion Function <laughs> Fantastic Felicky is on the episode with us when that happens because I think it's going to be cool. I am so, so ready for that. And I mean, personally, I'm kind of hoping for pants just out of a, a sheer nice I need Halloween costume for the rest nice of my pants. life. Yes, exactly. No sweatpants, some, a nice pair of jeans. No. <laughs> brad we're sending out the love through the airwaves i hope you can i miss you brad (laughs) but yeah i look i'm excited i am ready to see queen hippolyta in full full badassery so i mean we'll see we will see yes and our next story so this this one i was kind of like huh i i don't know exactly what to make of it but i'm not concerned um Earth One crossover is inevitable for, um, I believe, Wonder Woman and all, I think all of them together, Grant Morrison is saying, that even though they wrapped up their story, it is more than likely that we're going to see some sort of, you know, mega Earth One crossover. What do you think, Steve? Um, Two words. Yes, please. (laughs) Um, Definitely. The Earth One stuff. I mean, how how can you really describe it? It's like... um, it's like if you get the best aspects of every superhero movie or TV show where they've grounded it in reality, they've grounded it in a world that could exist. Batman's fallible. He falls off the bat rope and lands in garbage the first time he goes out and things like that. Um, it's heroes if they did exist. And it's the archetypal heroes, the legendary heroes, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the Teen Titans, Green Lantern. If they existed on our Earth, in our world, and that whole concept, I mean, some of it is is really quite radical. Um, it, it's thought-provoking, and they've picked the best writing and art teams. And the only thing that's missing from the Earth One is these characters getting together. So if one of the top creators, and arguably one of the greatest writers in all of comics for the last three decades, is saying that it's inevitability then, hey, sign me up. I'm invested. I love the individual stories and Justice League Earth 1. Um, where do I sign? What do you make of it, Kelly? Oh, exactly the same. I mean, I I really like the Earth 1 titles. 
Um, and Grant Morrison, there he he's up there with the comic book greats. And if he is okay with a crossover, I am absolutely okay with a crossover. Crossover, and it makes sense. It it does fit. Um, you know, especially with Wonder Woman. And as they were saying in the article, there's she's shifting through time, and there's all of this space in between where it makes sense that we're going to get to see these characters interact with each other. Um, and it just, I, you can't go wrong with these creative teams. If they are that diligent and that um, focused on telling these stories correctly, then, yeah, I mean, I, I think that this will work. And I'm excited for it, even though it's it seems to be a total hypothetical at this point. But I, it's a hypothetical that I am for sure invested in. It's a hyped up hypothetical, isn't it? Definitely hyped. Exactly. <laughs> it, it is. And sometimes when I, I see crossover news or, uh, you know, they're expanding on something that ended most of the time, I'm very skeptical. But it does say something to me that if Grant Morrison is saying it makes sense, then we're all just going to have to agree with him. That's that's really the end of it. But <laughs> our, so our next story um, we are going to be meeting a new DC character called the Monkey Prince in an upcoming title. Steve, what do you think? Now, this story will probably mean a lot more to older readers um, like myself. You, you probably wouldn't remember at all a show from the, um, I think it's probably the late 70s, early 80s, called Monkey, uh, a.k.a. Monkey Magic in some territories, where there was the uh, Monkey King, uh, an old um, god from um, Asian faith, and his sidekicks, Pigsy, who was a pig pig god, and uh, Sandy, who was like a, a fish god. And they would go around China having adventures, trying to reach the mystical, mystical land of Gandaro. And this monkey prince seems to be based on all those myths and an updated, but very similar-looking costume. And he could literally... Um, carry a stick in his pocket and then shake it about and become a full-blown staff and he'd pluck a, a hair from his head blowing it three times and a magical cloud would appear and he'd fly off on it and have adventures and, and that's the kind of stuff i used to watch as a kid and it seems like they're adapting those myths with this character and this brilliant um celebration of asian heritage and asian culture in comics and characters we're going to meet a brand new um, green lantern in this in this book as well We've said it a million times, haven't we, Kelly? DC anthologies kick ass. They rule. So this one's got yes. me very excited. And seeing a, a character from my childhood being brought bang up to date in the present and in a DC comic, hey, I'm very, very happy about that. Brilliant. What did you make of it? I am excited about this. Now, I don't have... I have no history whatsoever with who the monkey prince or or you know the monkey king type character would be although that sounds like a, a fascinating show and i kind of really really want to watch that it, that sounds fun and zany but it, yeah i mean th this is just i love anything with mythology i love anything that ties into old stories or old characters and especially when um you know, and, and with a company like DC, when they take the time to pull not just from the kind of popular mythology that everybody knows, but from other cultures that maybe it's a story that, you know, we don't know him like we know Zeus, but he's just as cool. I absolutely love this. And like you just said, their anthologies are always amazing. I mean, it's how can they not be? It's it's just a perfect amalgam of 
great creative teams, great ideas, all of the DC characters we like. And I mean, I, I am very excited to see, um, you know, the, the Asian superhero celebration. I think that's going to be a very good anthology. I think it's going to be, um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm pumped about this and I love learning about new mythologies. So this is just right, right up my alley. I think you're going to love it. Really cool. And so our next story, um, Supergirl's Nicole Maines, who played Dreamer, um, is going to have a role in, or Dreamer herself is going to have a role in the upcoming um, DC Pride anthology. What do you think of that? Fantastic. Nicole Maines rules. I love her character in Supergirl. I love Dreamer. She's like a different, complete take on the old Dream Cole character from the Legion of Superheroes. And the fact that she's the first uh, trans superhero on TV and she's going to be co-writing the story that introduces her version of the character into comics. This is fantastic. This is absolutely brilliant this is the kind of story that makes me smile that makes me happy that makes give me some joy and some hope for the world that we're going to get a whole bunch of new characters and diversity and inequality and, and see these stories about the kind of characters that can really make a change and help people who aren't sure of themselves aren't sure if they can come out aren't sure if they can be the people they're meant to be and show you all hell yes you can and not only that you have got a voice you've got a superhero who is just like you on tv and now in the comic books this is absolutely huge and a fantastic fantastic story to end the show on it in my opinion what did you make of it yeah, I and we've we've said this before, but I love the enthusiastic um, actors and what they bring to these characters, because you can just tell Nicole Maines is pumped about Dreamer and who wouldn't be? Absolutely. I mean, it is it's right like it is a a huge step as far as representation and it's amazing to see that the the person who helped bring this character to life also gets to help write them into comics and gets to help sort of set that tone because it's uh, i i was reading her line where she's like you know and in my head i like i am dreamer and it's like that's that's how i would be if i got to play a superhero i would be like yeah this is me now and clearly that's the road that john cena's gone down i i don't know that john cena exists anymore (laughs) john who we can't see him all we can see is peacemaker as I it must be fun for his family. But anyway, the, I'm divulging into that again. But <laughs> I am pumped for this anthology. And again, I, I love the enthusiasm. And with a role like this, and specifically how just important this representation is, and how important this character is for people to be able to see a character on screen and be like, you're like me, and you're a superhero. And that really is, you know, like she said in the interview, the top tier of thing you can be basically it's you know I, I'm not a lawyer or a king or a president I'm a superhero like somehow that's cooler than everything else in the world I mean this is just awesome and I am excited to read this and I'll catch up on super or supergirl I promise I, I swear but not by May 5th because that's going to be legends of tomorrow that would be impossible yeah that's <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now that won't happen but I again, this is just fantastic. And DC knocks it out of the park with their anthology series. Yep. So 
I'm ready. I'm excited. <laughs> so that is going to wrap it up for episode 113 of the DC Comics News podcast. Uh, great stories today. If you wanted to hear more from us, you can find me on Twitter at KelGainsWrite. You can also find me on DCN After Dark on YouTube. You can find me doing opinion editorial pieces for DC Comics News and just general places on the internet. Just go to Twitter. But Steve, how can they find you? As for myself, very similar. You can catch me on this wonderful show most weeks with Kelly, with Brad, with Seth, with Kendra, talking DC's news every week. And you can also catch Seth's show, The Spinner Rack, where he talks about the five top DC releases of the week and gives his scores on those. You can catch my show with my son, Adam, where we talk about Batman the Animated Series every week, and that's called I Am The Night. And along with this show, you can catch all of those on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts and Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. Do like us, rate us, review us. Tell us what you think. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. We're not doing anything wrong. <clears throat> and uh, yes, let us know what you think of the shows. You can catch DC Comics News and our sister site, Dark Knight News, all across social media on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and of course, as Kelly said, YouTube as well. And as for me, talk to me. Please talk to me. I love to talk about comics, about anything cool and fun and fan related on Twitter at LSTEVO, E-L underscore S-T-E-E-V-O. As for my writing, news, reviews and interviews, just type in Steve J. Ray or Fantastic Universes into your search engine of choice to see all my written work across three wonderful websites. But until you do, she's been Kelly. I've been Steve, and we're going to carry on being that for as long as we can. But until the next time, what does everyone out there really need to do, Kelly? They're going to have to read more comics. Oh, yeah. Have a good night, everybody.